Okay, I think the second time is the charm. Anders, are you there, Andrew Dembina? I am. Excellent. You know what it it is? I'll tell you what threw me off. It's because when I called you, you said, oh, you're using a new phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a new phone. And then I put up the same old fader. So I I apologize. I apologize. I think it's I think it's the medication for my for my for my sinuses that's Uh, causing me drowsiness. I'm just going to blame it. No, fine. I'll just take responsibility. It was my own fingers. All right. I press the wrong button. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, so, so you're, you're, you're a bit under the weather. I'll try and bring you some bright <laughs> and upbeat um, uh, food and drink news from around the world to, to cheer you up. Because That's laughter so is the best medicine, some say. So, Absolutely. Um, so what have you yeah. got for our listeners today? Okie dokie. Let's begin with some good news for dog owners who like dining out with their hounds in Hong Kong. We've touched on this briefly before, as restaurants and cafes have got more relaxed or even proactive about touting their places to be, you know, dog-friendly for diners to come with their pets. Um, we talked about some urban ones that uh, when, they, when they opened in Mong Kok years ago and different places. But this week, Time Out Hong Kong magazine uh, put out an article yesterday which compiled its top 15 such eateries around town. That caught my eye as I'm a dog owner myself and do go to restaurants with... Uh, um, and have done for years with a, with a, with a dog in tow. And um, the, the recommendations, though, according to pictures, and I've sent you a couple of these pictures, Noreen, um, are um, showing the dogs, you know, dressed up in little bibs and uh, w- w- one has a bow tie and so on. And sometimes they're a little bit far back from the table. Now, they have grabbed, done screen grabs for uh, Instagram pictures from the restaurants themselves, and it's how the restaurants are portraying their lifestyle um, sort of enhancement of, of letting people bring dogs. So, to me, um, it, um, it, for example, in one restaurant, there's a pug in the background, um, and in the foreground is a very blurred bowl of spaghetti and meatballs on a table. Uh, this is at uh, Cabana Breeze Bar's official Instagram account at the Sheraton in Tung Chung. Now, to me, it's all very nice and it looks lovely being on that terrace, but the blurring of food shows that it takes second place to the fact that dogs may be brought in. <laughs> you know, how, you, you know, it's the opposite of what a lot of restaurants do, which is food porn or show food um, as being absolutely delectable, making the you know the viewer really want to eat that fish. Um, You're right. Uh, the dog yeah. is sort of the, the 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 first thing that you notice. <laughs> Very cute dog, though. You've got to admit, with, with a little it, dress it, 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 and a fan it, as well. You know those some those, yeah. those electric fans that we have when we're hiking. This dog has yeah. its own personal one. Exactly, one of those <laughs> USB charged uh, little mini fans, isn't it? Um, <laughs> The, um, uh, in, in another picture out of the 15, um, the, the Feather and Bone Cafe's Instagram picture shows um, a, do- a dog much closer to the table and four dishes are displayed. That's more like it. We're talking about, you know, what can the people eat food-wise here um, rather than having the dog meet away. Um, and it's a corgi with a bow tie on. And That's so, um, so, so th- this one, like, like a lot of restaurants, um, this particular uh, company doesn't allow dogs in all branches, only when it has an outdoor area. And this is where things kind of really take their cue from because... Uh, the hygiene aspect of having a dog indoors, especially if they, you know, suddenly have a toilet emergency, or even just for people who aren't dog owners who don't want to, you know, have have dogs in a sort of closed 
uh, environment. Um, so it really is only places with outdoor cafes. But there's a good selection there. In downtown um, Hong Kong and Kowloon, they do have also some places that have rooftops, like there's Elephant Grounds Cafe on the roof of K1 Museum Mall, which is right next to, you know, the convention centre, uh, sorry, the cultural centre on Salisbury Road. Um, or um, in... Uh, in, on Hong Kong Island, opposite Victoria Park, there's a Little Bao restaurant. That's one that's got a few around Hong Kong, among many others. You can go to timeout.com slash Hong Kong to see the full 15. But I thought that was a pretty cool article because this weather is perfect for sitting on a terrace and whether you have a dog or not, um, you know, before it gets too hot. Andrew, um, you know, when you first sent me those dog pictures, I thought they were hmm. high tea for dogs because it was, you know, it appears yeah, on... I thought, I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah. wow, that's really fancy, nah. little, little high tea nah. things for doggies. Sadly not. Sadly not, Noreen. um, So that's why the one with the pug who's metered away, his tongue hanging out, wanting some of that food, but he's kept at bay, is, uh, you know, not really what... uh not really what we would see in an ideal world. You know, get some dog dishes on the menus restaurants, that's what I say. Um, so uh, m- moving on to the uh, the second thing I want to talk about, which um, uh, I sent you a late picture on this one. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it. But um, uh, over to the US, where Ben Affleck was recently spotted serving coffee at a Dunkin' Donuts drive through in Greater Boston. What's happened, you may ask? Um, has, has, the, has the Hollywood actor fallen on hard times that he is now, you know, doing a minimum wage fast food job? Um, well, no. He, he's, he's, he's on his personal social media. He's shown loads of times that he loves Dunkin' Donuts. He's a loyal customer. And so the company asked him to, um, to do some filming. And there were a lot of posts on social media from customers who didn't know this was going on at a, at a place in one of the outlets in Boston. Uh, and they, they, they got, also, you know, they got, got good publicity by people posting this on social media. Uh, and in fact, um, it turned out that the reason he was behind the counter serving was not just to get social media frenzy going, but they were filming um, a commercial or an advert for the Super Bowl that took place two weekends ago to be on TV and also to be screened on the big screens inside the stadium for the Super Bowl final. So that's quite funny. Oh, it's so funny when you mention uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I've never tried that before because it's a really <coughs> North American thing. We don't it have is, any. It is. Yeah, I, not I, in Hong I, Kong. I, yeah, um, th- I think they used to, yes. But, oh. uh, but, I, but I did try them in America, in New York, when I went to New York years ago. Um, and uh, nothing special, but, you know, if he likes them, great. Um, <laughs> if, 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 you, if you could um, uh, pick a uh, Hong Kong celebrity, now I know you're under the weather, Noreen, and you don't like me putting on the spot like this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, go um, on. If you could pick a, pick a Hong Kong celebrity that you would like to see in a fast food, you know, high traffic um, outlet of some sort of restaurants or other in Hong Kong, who would you pick? Probably uh, Eason Chan. Oh, right. Okay. Any reason? Uh, Any like reason his... for Eason? I, 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 I like his music. <laughs> okay. So it'd be cool to see him around, it yeah? It would be, um, yes. Uh, so, so, for, for me, Who I don't would know it if be you ever saw... You? Well, I don't know if you ever saw this film in the 90s, uh, The God of Cookery with Stephen Chow. Very funny actor. Oh, oh um, can I was... change mine to Chow Yun-Fat, actually? Yeah, you know, I, I was actually thinking that would be very cool to see Chow Yun-Fat. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Cha- sorry yeah. Eason. Yep, it's Chow Yun-Fat. He... Don't, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Chow Yun Fat. Who would it be for you, Chow Yun Fat or Don't Stephen Chow? Stephen Chow, because yeah. he played a uh, a street food stall um, chef in in the film God of Cookery in the uh, in the second half of the nineties. Uh, he was like a street hawker, and so I would like to see him playing that very arrogant street street hawker. You know, that is normally a very earthy kind of cook that you get in, 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 at a hawker's stall, but he was full of um, arrogance as if he was in a sort of fine dining restaurant, which was really very funny indeed. Yeah, he's I'd a like good to, choice I'd too. Like... He, he'll resonate uh, with a lot of Hong Kong people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that. Now, moving on completely to a different subject, um, it is Pancake Day today that is celebrated by some people. Um, its um, original origins are from the Christian religious calendar, uh, but it's become a much wider tradition in countries where Christianity was or still is the main faith. Um, and it started as the idea of being able to eat more rich foods on what is called in Christian in, the, in, in uh, Christianity Shrove Tuesday, which is today, um, which is the day that people can have richer food before they go on a much plainer diet before the 40 days of Lent. Is uh, kicks in from tomorrow, which is, um, uh, you know, according to the Christian religion. But lots of people in countries where Christianity is a big religion um, do use this, um, uh, not excuse, or maybe it is an excuse, to this have reason some pancakes. To, yeah, I, I've never <laughs> yeah. heard of pan. I didn't even realise. Thank you for reminding me, Andrew. Um, ah. I, I'd never celebrate, celebrated, I'd never, um, yeah, <laughs> celebrate, uh, pancake, celebrated Pancake Day until I went to university uh, mm. in, in, in Britain. And, and yeah. my um, my classmates, I suppose my roommates, are like, oh, it's Pancake Tuesday, and mm. and of course here in Hong Kong we we have I don't know maybe hot cakes from McDonald's, and occasionally we might have pan. I never really had pancakes at home, being in a really right. Chinese household, and it was my first mm. time to have it with lemon and sugar. I'd never. I never tried that before, and I'm told that's the classic. And now I always oh. try to have it that way. It's delicious. Oh, that, <laughs> not only is it delicious, but if you go easy on the sugar, it's also the most healthy way to have it because there are so many very rich toppings which are high in calories That's and right. uh, fat. So, so that is good. But, um, but if you fancy listeners and Noreen um, having pancakes uh, today or, or even this week, you know, it doesn't have to be today. Not everyone's got time on a Tuesday um, when it's foisted upon them. But um, there are plenty of resources online, no surprises. So the BBC Good Food website, for example, which is a fantastic resource for recipes, has put up over the last couple of days more than 100 very straightforward recipes um, for all different styles of pancakes, from savoury to sweet. Talking of savoury and sweet, there's tons of variations on fillings for crepes, which are the very super thin ones originally from France. Um, and uh, there are lots of different types going right up to uh, the smaller, thicker, fluffier um, type of pancakes that are preferred in North America, where they sometimes like to mix up also salt and savoury. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried that, have you, Noreen? Because I don't know if there are places, there may be, uh, yeah, there may be some kind of diner type places where you can get that. I think there are actually in Hong Kong, um, where you can get a mixture of, uh, you know, cream and sweet toppings with usually bacon, to be honest. And uh, when, I, when I stayed in Canada, um, I, on the breakfast menu in the hotel I was staying in, I couldn't resist 
trying a salt and sweet combo years ago because I had never had it at that time. And it was um, basically, it being Canada, it, there was maple syrup, uh, bacon, uh, a little bowl of blueberries, and um, what, was, what was the other thing? And a, squ- and, and a squirt of lemon as well. And, um, uh, oh, sorry, and, and whipped cream. I mean, I'll tell you, that was, that was the calorie count for the whole day in that breakfast. But it was, uh, but it was really excellent. Also on the BBC uh, goodfood.com, that's, that's where you can have a look at this, there are some good vegan options. Uh, where there are non-dairy, non-egg, uh, yeah, in, in the, yeah, in the non, non-egg and non-dairy uh, contents in oh. both the pancake mix and the toppings on the ingredients list. Plus, um, for healthier options, there are also some buckwheat options. Uh, and for more focus on pancakes with the non-meat derivatives or elements, you might want to look at sites such as worldofvegan.com. It uses egg substitutes for the mix, which you can buy online from anywhere in the world. Um, and it also recommends vegan bacon for those who like that North American savoury and sweet touch with really great imaginative recipes such as, this one sounds brilliant, um, bourbon, bourbon rather, with, with hazelnut and brown butter. It's not really butter. It's actually uh, cooked coconut oil, which uh, resembles butter. Uh, and they have pancakes with matcha, um, and lemon and poppy seed. You might like that one, lemon and poppy seed, quite simple, as well as having the sugar, there's pe- poppy seed added. Um, so you can have a look at that. And the picture that I sent to Noreen, which I've seen you've posted on your Facebook page, is the bourbon, hazelnut and brown butter vegan recipe. There's a stack there, which looks rather yummy, I think. Um, and finally, from me, um, I wanted to mention that next Monday there in Hong Kong, there is a very impressive high-end fundraiser for the victims of the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Um, that's going to be held next Monday night. It's the 20th, that's the 27th of February, and it's going to be in Louise Restaurant, which uh, will host uh, a charity dinner with six, sorry, no, seven um, very highly rated and award-winning chefs from Hong Kong. They're going to be holding the set dinner, seven chefs, seven courses, and it, uh, it, it costs quite a bit because they are all, you know, top sort of up to two, two Michelin star chefs. And they, but all of, all of the money raised totally will be going to the AFAD Association, which is a disaster and emergency uh, management authority that coordinates uh, Turkey's response to a number of earthquake uh, and flood um, victims and help survivors to get their life back together and back on track in the wake of the disaster that uh, to date has killed um, uh, some. 42,000 people. So um, some of the chefs involved will be uh, Frankly Loom of Louise, Vicky Lau of Tate Dining Room, Maxime Gilbert of Ecrature, Richard Ecubus of Amber, Landmark Mandarin Oriental, uh, Manav Thule of Chat Indian Restaurants at the Rosewood, Antimo Moroni of Estro, and finally Antonio uh, Oviedo of Agora Restaurant. These are all top-notch chefs and it's for a really great course. So you can see more information about this by going to the Louise uh, Restaurant um, social media, which is at Louise 
HK. So at Louise HK. All of the information is on either Facebook or Instagram, not on their webpage. And from there, um, you can book tickets. There are links to can book tickets. So that will be a magnificent feast. Also, not only will there be the, the seven really top-notch dishes, which include the likes, it really is. It's like almost, as well as doing something for a good cause, cause if you happen to want to treat yourself for a special occasion while donating to a good cause, there are superb dishes, including by one chef, uh, the French chef from Ecrature, Maxime Gilbert, he's using Japanese blowfish, uh, pufferfish rather, which is a very famous fish for only having a small part of it that is edible, which is going to be charcoal grilled with smoked fruit, tomatoes and strawberries. That sounds like an extraordinary dish. Wow, that sounds Another, pretty delicious already. Yeah, that's a, that's a mixture, again, <laughs> of, of sweet and savoury, like we had with the pancake things I was talking about before. There's so much going on. Also, Chef Vicky Lau, who runs the Tate Dining Room and her newer Mora restaurant, which is all based on, um, on soya bean. Mora is her newest edition, which is all about soya bean from, from making her own bean curd and soya milk to using different soy sauces that she infuses with different flavours. She's got a training in French cooking, and so her dish is going to be soba noodle, um, that's the Japanese buckwheat noodle, in chicken supreme sauce topped, topped with black truffle. Now, just two of the seven dishes that I told you about there, you can tell that this is going to be top-notch stuff, and it's going to be raising money for a good cause. While, while people are eating, there will be a silent auction taking place where a lot of both the restaurants and restaurants and hotels that are not featured um, in, the, in the menu, or the chefs aren't featured in the menu, there will be a couple of stays at hotels, one at the Rosewood, one at the Ritz-Carlton, and, um, and there's a lot of other meals on offer for, um, for different amounts of guests. And that will be going on only for people who attend the dinner. Silent Auction can bid on that to raise more funds for the victims of the, uh, of the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. That are the, that's the four items from me, Noreen. That's Excellent. kind of where I'm at. Wow, perfect yeah. timing. We've got 15 minutes to spare before the 11.30 news. So I'll say goodbye to you, Andrew. And uh, okay. we'll be back next week with more uh, chats uh, on Tuesday reports. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thanks, Noreen. Bye for now. Wish you, wish you better. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye.